It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching to this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Revan, and as usual, my good friend, Simon Townley. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Very well, mate. Are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. It's, it's a warm one today, isn't it? A warm one. Well, it is. Well, it's meant to be cold. But damn people listen to this, it's snowing. I know, yeah, apparently so. But even in winter, <clears throat> when our phones predict snow, it never comes. I'll, no. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if it. I'll be shocked if it snows. Even though it's all saying that it's going to snow, it won't snow. But like you say, I might look like an idiot now. About the time I've listened to this, because they'll be listening to it on mowers, like trying to get through some blizzard. Have you heard him? Uh, but yeah, sat out in the garden this morning with brewing stuff. So all good. It even encouraged me to go for my first run in about three weeks. But I did have a sore toe. So, but still, I could have gone yesterday. Not yesterday. It was sunny yesterday. The day before, and I couldn't be else. Um, but I'm playing football again tonight. Football's back. It Not in the Burnley way, we still can't go in the game. Um, leisure box, speaking of Burnley. Nice, nice. Yeah, outdoor though, we're still not allowed indoor. Indoor pitch is well better as well. Outdoor pitches, yeah. it's decent. It's not like Townley Ashleturf used to be, where you used to get like half your leg missing if you're going for a slide tackle. But, you know, it's, it, I prefer indoor ones, me. Yeah, they're good them ones, aren't they? My lads play there. But uh, my lads return this week. Um, but, yeah, it's good. good to see. Good for the mental health and the old... Uh, Physical acti- activities for the kids, it's all good. Yeah, so fingers crossed we can all um, boost our mental health and physical health as well. Uh, just before we get into it, of course, a bit of housekeeping. As usual, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sport. If you haven't already, please go and download the app now. It is available on both the App Store and the Google Play Store and is available in the UK and Ireland. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, it would help us massively if you went to go uh, and download it now. And another thing... Um, which we have mentioned a couple of times on other podcasts, uh, but I'm going to mention it again on this one, is our Facebook stars are back. Thank you to the people that sent the Facebook stars during the live podcast. Um, it's very, very much appreciated. 
Are you trying to do a star with your fingers? Yeah. Maybe we're that your I'm gonna say we're that your fingers, Ben. You should be able to do it in no time. Crazy fingers eighty six. Come back to me on this. Right, we'll come back to Simon. We if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, he is gonna do a star with his fingers. Is is he gonna get there? Leave no. It no, it's your wife. I feel sorry for me. It's your wife. I feel sorry for. You should be able to. You should be able to do that. Well, thank you to those who sent us stars. It is very much appreciated. It is the easiest way um, to show your appreciation for Turfcast and help support Turfcast. If you like what we do, if you don't like what we do, fair enough. You know, we don't want everyone's cup of tea. It's the same for anybody. Um, but if you do like what we do, please send us some Facebook stars. As I said, it's the, the best way that you can support us. And if, if you can't send us any stars because, you know, it's locked down, you've not worked for a year or whatever, that's totally fine as well. Just give us a share if you're watching this on, on, on Facebook or if you're watching one of our streams on Facebook over the weekend. Um, are you trying to still do a star with your fingers? I can do an A. You can do an A. Oh, that's a new skill I've learned. That's irrelevant. I get it. I, I'm just making words up now to try and make them into jokes. It don't really work, does it? But um, yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to ask you though: Have you been up so much this week? Because obviously it's nice and sunny. So I presume that you've been out and about, maybe on your on your handbike. Oh yeah, I've been look, out on the handbike. Look like all, look like all crying then. <laughs> on your handbike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been out on my handbike. I've been up town only a few times with the boys. Whiz past Kieran Phillips. Apparently, I didn't mm. even see him. Boo, Kieran Phillips. No, I'm but joking. He asked, He's a good lad. If he asked, I, speak, I sped up when I saw him. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I've been doing that, a little bit of that. And then I've been trying to catch up on emails and work-related stuff. And I came across, ready for this, it's not it's unusual, but an email from Burnley Football Club that makes some of the simplest things seem like Krypton Factor. Oh, what is it now? Well, so, season tickets, actually, because season tickets it come out today, on it? It's season tickets. So I'm just reading it now. And they've, they've just put it in riddles. I just thought, like, I'm a bit thick, and everyone who like knows me knows I don't read everything correctly. I kind of skip bits. And and when you do read, you read at key stage one. Exactly. I, I just read, I just pick key words out. So I'll miss, like, the word is not. I'll just put, like, <laughs> is coming. Um, so yeah, I'm struggling with this. I'm just having a look at it now. But basically, everybody now, if you have paid for your season ticket and you've done the hard work, you've done it for them, you've carried on ploughing into the uh, into the club and saying, "Hey, here's my money," even though we're not earning. Uh, they're now saying, if you want a season ticket next year, then you've got to reapply. Now, ask me, I'll ask you, Joe, but I'm asking the audience that's listening as well. If I've paid all season. Tell me one fucking person who does not want to renew. It's a not. It's a given that I am renewing. Yeah. Uh, Nobody. No, unless, unless for whatever reason you've moved away, somebody could have have moved away. Can't get to the turf. People, you know, you know, we have we have been in the worldwide pandemic. People's relatives that went onto the game with they could have died or whatever. Like you'd think that ninety nine percent of the people are going to renew anyway. So but I, I have put it on screen for people to see that the article is out on the Burnley website. I'll let Simon. Talk about what he's going to talk about first, and then we'll then we'll go into the into the screen. Well, for me, logistically, I'll get the screen up as well, and then we'll go through it together at the same time. But logistically, it makes far more sense for any brand like this. It's such a big thing, and they've got potentially nine thousand to fifteen thousand people now getting a season ticket next year. It makes far more sense to say, Do you know what, I don't want mine because there'll be a handful of them compared to a thousand renewals. It makes yeah. no sense. I'm not having it. Stupid. 
Fair enough. Um, well, I'll just quickly read out what it says. Obviously, I weren't even aware that they'd brought this out today. I don't think they've tweeted it. If they have, I've missed it. So apologies for that. Um, and you were talking to me about it about an hour ago. And I'm like, oh, God. I I've, I've, on, I've, I've only me. gone on it for the sake of the podcast because I know people will want to know about it. But it, like Simon says, they've just made it um, incredibly difficult for whatever reason to, to just... Um, I don't know why they don't ring you up and say, we owe you 450 quid, don't we, from last season's season ticket. Yeah, tell you what then, mate, you can have a one free next year. I, I know there's probably a bit more, as you said, logistics involved in all of this, but it, that is essentially what they're doing, and they're making it ridiculously difficult. But anyway, the, the article on the website says, um, all the info you need on the first phase of the season ticket holders return... Uh, the first phase of season ticket holders returning to Turf Moor. We can now offer more information on the phased process for the season tickets, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the following steps. Um, oh, again, just, just get into it. Right, phase one, Wednesday, the 31st of March until Friday, the 23rd of April. So from today, if well, yesterday, if you listen to this on Thursday. So from now, um, existing 2020-2021 season ticket holders will be able to renew their seats for the upcoming season. Please note that if you have... Uh, please note that you have already paid for a season of football at Turf Moor. When you renew, please ensure you use your one account as a method to payment and no additional costs will be incurred. Uh, the 2021-2022 season will be uploaded to your current season card. That's, that seems simple enough, to be fair, that bit. Um, now I've broken it down, to be fair, that bit seems very, very simple enough. I know it's not as simple as that for you, is it? Because obviously you have a disabled ticket and stuff like that. Yeah, that, oh, that's another that will work. I wasn't even going to bring that one in, but I, I suppose I should. We we have, we have probably got disabled listeners that might need help. But um, so if I'm learning something, it's probably good to sh to share it. However, the single sign-on account, the fact that they've sort of like brought that in at the beginning is what's made me sort of disengaged. Like you just said, then get on with it. You're skipping bits now, and then the, apparently the single sign-on bit. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? But it's they're only doing what you should be doing anyway. We shouldn't have to have a separate account for a Clarets player buying a shirt and then buying a scene ticket. Should be all just on one account. I don't understand why it, it, it's making it sound like it's a brand new innovation. It's not. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, you go on, you use your own account. Now, my money is there, but like, again, it, it just seems very daft. And you, if you don't click use your own account, it'll just charge your card that you've got saved. Yeah. So just don't be. I mean, it's simple enough when you read and digest it, but it's written in it's written in riddles half the times. It feels. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. That I, I know a lot of big companies do this, um, and Burnley probably won't be any different. If just make sure you do it right, because if you do it wrong, then they'll charge you, and then you probably won't be able to get the money back. They'll say, "Well, you click this." Um, anyway, phase two, Monday the seventeenth of May. So obviously, this is after this one. Uh, until Sunday the 23rd of May. All 2019-20 uh, season ticket holders who didn't renew or 2020-2021 season ticket holders who cancelled their ticket and claimed a full refund will have the opportunity to purchase their seats for the 2021-2022 season. Please note, prices are unlikely to be frozen in this phase. That's, that's new. Um, mm. Prices and direct debit payment options... Um, currently being finalised, and more information will be released in due course. Um, so there you go. Um, that, that though, that was written in again, yeah, that, but it was written yeah. ages ago when they said, "Listen, if you keep paying us, we won't put your prices up next year." That's theoretically what they said anyway. Yeah. So that's the yeah. and then what's phase three? All the phase returns. Three. 
is uh, Monday the 24th of May. All the remaining seats in the stadium either not renewed or purchased in phases one and two will be available as general sales season tickets for the 2021-2022 season. Prices and direct debit options are currently being finalised, blah, blah, blah. So they don't know the prices for the new up-and-coming seasons yet. But, I did, yeah, I do want to go back. I know I said, well, this is new, and it, it is new and it isn't because they've confirmed it now, but they did say if you carry on paying your ticket, you then get a free ticket at that price. If you don't, prices may or may not go up, if I remember rightly. I might be wrong, someone might come back at me and say they blatantly said they're main black and white, the prices will go up if you don't do it. And that's how they roped us in, probably. Yeah. I mean, I would have bought it anyway, so it, it didn't rope me in. Um, but yeah, I think I think when you break it down, it's all pretty simple. It's, it just could have been probably done a little bit better, especially in your eyes, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit thick like that. Like I said, I, I, I don't read things correctly half the time and then... I'm the kind of guy that does click the wrong button that ends up buying something like that. So um, it just, if, I don't know, I just think it's its ridiculous to say, yes, I've paid for a season ticket, so yes, I want it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, yeah, <coughs> sorry, um, I've got a bit of a cough today. But yeah, fair play. I think I was saying, uh, why can't it just be ring up and say, I think if you, you're just signing and renewing. Um, so if, yeah. obviously the, the money needs to be in your account. Um, I, I've not logged in yet. I tried to log in early and, I don't remember logging in, so I don't know my username and password. My dad probably knows it or has it, um, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure. But it's fine. It's good that they finally got some information out about it, I suppose. Yeah, all good. And then they just sort of like finish it with, uh, as you're all aware, with the COVID guidelines, stuff working from home. Includes, um, I don't know where it were now. I've seen it earlier. As you were stayed here, discussions about the return to stadiums reduced attendance before the end of the current Premier League season. This has not yet been confirmed. As such, we cannot confirm any plans. So we ask supporters to be patient until the club knows more. Now, it, all these 9,000 and odd season tickets to 15, I don't know how many we sell now. But if all these thousands of season tickets, what if they say at the beginning of the next season right, we're, we're reducing it to 30%, there's then another logistical nightmare that we're going to have to go through a web on the website and, and yeah. find his way through it, apparently. Uh, fingers crossed <clears throat> that's not the case. But obviously, you know, this time, 18 months ago, if you'd have said you didn't go on the turf after a certain date for over a year, then you'd have said that's very unlikely to happen. So and they could easily, the government could easily turn around now and say um, that, you know, we aren't going to allow football stadiums to be full. So it's yeah. it's a good point that you raise. Yeah, I think it's a realistic problem that we might even face yet. We, we, might not, we might have to do all this and we might still not get on the turf and you're on two years season ticket and they'll still say, are you sure you want it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, at least that's done. That's out of the way. Um, I'm surprised my dad's not texted me about it yet. Uh, he'll probably text me about three, four days. What he did this week, he texted me yesterday, right? It makes me laugh. I don't know he listens, so I know I'm going to get a bit of grief for this. Um, but he texted me yesterday about the release. Burnley released some information last week, basically saying we are working on information. There is no update yet. And I read it at the time and I went, why bother saying that? Well, I presume they've done it because people are saying, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like how people do. So they probably just do it to keep fans off the back for like a week. And I read it at the time and I totally passed over it because I weren't really arsed because it were an update to say there is no update, basically. And then my dad texted me yesterday saying, have you seen the update about the season tickets? I'm like, oh, they must have done it. So I went on everything, couldn't find anything. I'm like, no, what are you on about? And he's like, I tried to send you the link, but I can't do it. So I went on the website and I sent to him the old one that said the update is there is no update. He went, yeah, that's the one. I'm like, that was like four or five days ago. <laughs> you got me well excited. Um, but no, so at least it's finally out. It is, it is. Um... But yeah, it was one of them things, and I, I can't wait to get back on, and I can't wait to think it. The p positive of it all, I guess, is there is a progression, there is a movement. Um, yeah, 
But and it does look like we're playing Premier League football, which could have been a gamble. I wonder how many of them, you know, them fans that sometimes come out and there the might be some listening, so it is about you. Um, the the ones that go, um, oh, you're not a proper Burnley fan if you take the money back. You know what I mean? But you know, oh, like when we got, I, the think, I, I think I took the money back last time. Do you remember that when they said, oh, free season ticket if you get promoted to the Premier League? No, oh, no, keep it in the club, invest in it. I'm like, oh, fair enough. I don't disagree with that. But they have just got 60 fucking million pounds for getting yeah. promoted. I don't think your 200 quid season ticket's quite, you know, making the next year, Rodriguez. But if uh, if people start throwing that out there this time after a pandemic and people losing their jobs, I think they're oh, crazy. Someone will. Someone, someone will. Someone will. Someone will. Someone will. Not a real, took it back. Not a real fan. Not a real yeah. fan. I'm taking Not a real fan. You would have done that I'm at all. myself a new camera or something like that. Definitely. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, obviously, it's international break, so there isn't too much in the way to talk about stuff that's actually entertaining. That's how we spent 20 minutes on the bloody season ticket renewals. Not even 20 minutes, 15 at a push. Um, but of course, Nick Port's been in action. Matej Vidra, the poor sod, got subbed on in the 86 minute against Wales. He gets subbed on in the 86 minute for his club, goes to his country and gets subbed on for, uh, in the 86 minute. Um, Bailey, I think, is in action for Northern Ireland tonight. Um, Robbie Brady, we'll get into Robbie Brady. Don't go into yeah. Robbie Brady. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but obviously, Pauper against Albania, another clean sheet, and he became the first English goalkeeper ever whilst playing for England to keep six clean sheets in his first six games for England. Um, but if you've searched Nick Pope's name, on Twitter that day, it was just full of top six snobs saying, not good enough, not good enough, because that one kick went out of play. He didn't try and fanny about with you and get skinned. I don't see what the problem is. He's kicking, we have always said, could be better. But it could be better in a different side. It's not really a problem for us uh, at Burnley. Heaton had, had a good throw on him. Um, and I, when we first brought Pope into the side, I did used to say, like the first time when Eaton got injured, that because Eaton used to get the ball, didn't he? He'd sometimes collect a cross and then he'd launch it with his arms and yeah. would be on a counter attack straight away. You don't really get that with Pope, but that's not really part of his game. Um, but <clears throat> I thought he did what he had to do well. Again, he didn't really have have much of a test, like just like he did against San Marino. Uh, the game against Poland, which is tonight, which is a bit of a shame because I would have liked to have spoken about the Poland game during the podcast. On the podcast, should I say? Uh, but it is tonight. Yeah, yeah. This Lewandowski is not playing, so um, but they've still got decent players. So all of this could be irrelevant in a minute when I say um, it, it, it could have his seventh clean sheet. It could have made an absolute howler. But the point I want to talk about is his performance against Albania, which I'll let you go into first, and then the reaction that um, we saw from other fans, basically now saying that they prefer. At Pickford for whatever reason. I don't even though Nick's done literally nothing wrong. If anything, he's he's done very, very, very well while playing for England. Yeah, I'm um I've become sort of like obsessed with it since listening to you about it and then hearing about certain players starting for England before it were released. Become sort of obsessed with narratives of you you sort of brought it to my attention when you were as a journalist. And um yeah, basically, it's interesting because I'm listening to talk sport, I'm listening to whatever, and they're all sort of jumping on the defence I found now of, uh, of Paul. I don't think it's as, as negative as what we, we're finding. You know, like, cause it's easy to go looking for the negatives, isn't it? But when I'm yeah. listening to the radio and they're all basically going on about, they're making jokes of it now. Yeah, but he can't kick it though, can he? Because they're basically saying, do you know what? He's kept a clean sheet. He's got six now clean sheets for England. He's playing... Um, they, they even went through today. They almost did, um, and I say almost, but they almost went down a Jamie Vardy sort of 
um, celebratory route. They me they mentioned these clubs, so they were saying he was on loan at York. He was on loan at um, I can't even remember the name of the team that's in non-league. Uh, it was on loan at X, Y, and Z, and and then he went to Burnley, and he's doing it every week now for Burnley, and he's doing it. And then um, Trevor Sinclair come on at the radio this morning, and he was saying, yeah, that's he's a proper. You've got to have a good, strong mentality for all them setbacks to keep going and keep going. And then his injury, and the narrative is suddenly shifting now to saying, do you know what? It's like the success story that Jamie Vardy had. He's come from non-league. He's done this. He's worked his way up. Had that massive injury, and now he's not England's number one. So I do think that there are going to be the negative fans and they will wait and wait and wait for him to drop the ball. They'll wait for him to kick it out of play because that's all they're watching the match for. But majority, I'm fine, especially the media, are turning pro-pop. See, I, in the media, I've I've seen probably a bit of a mix. Um, who was it? I was quite surprised to see Stephen Warnock say that they prefer... He, he, he prefers... Uh, pronouns. Uh, that he prefers um, Nick Pope to Jordan Pickford because he, he sees Pickford as more erratic. And that's that's exactly the point. Yeah, Pickford might do a Rabona out of the back and dink it over to, to Stones, for example. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, he, he might let one in against Albania, for example, or, or not come and collect a cross like Pope, he will. Um one thing I do want to put on screen, um, if I can, is something that we highlighted this week. I was sat in this room, and as you can see now, wrong shoulder, I've set up the TV and stuff behind me. Um, so I sit here when I'm working now, watching Sky Sports News. Um, and this week, I saw this comment, which is on your screen now, um, from Rob Dorsett. And he said, um, I have been told, told by you, his grandma probably, um, that um, if Nick Pope wants the England number one jersey, then he has to leave Burnley this summer. Now, this absolutely took off, and I'm, I, I, it was just, a, it just sometimes, and I'm struggling for content. And I'll, someone says something about Burnley, I just quickly type it up and put it out there, and think a few people are going to get pissed off about that, and rightly so, a few people will debate it. But this ended up being seen by over six hundred thousand people. It was retweeted by Charlie Austin, who used to play for Burnley. It was retweeted by the tactical times or something. I've never heard of them, but they had quite a few followers. And what I saw was I expected Burnley fans to be like, Oh, here we go again. Bullshit. What a load of rubbish. But the majority of other fans going, yeah, well, fair enough. But what I found is that 99% of fans this time backed us and says, what a load of rubbish. This is from Dorset. And even if it is true, which it probably isn't because Dorset's Dorset is, if it is true, then Southgate's an absolute shambles for saying something like that. If he's playing for Burnley, he's going to get more shots against him than he is playing for somebody like Tottenham, for example. So therefore, he's going to be in action more and things like that. And obviously, people can highlight and say, blah, blah, blah. It's because of the um, the style of play, which is a fair enough point because Burnley don't play out from the back and I wouldn't want them to because it's not my sort of style. But Everton don't play out from the back as well. So I don't understand why, if that is the case, why Pickford has that number one shirt. If, if you need to be doing that at club level. So it were interesting to see what people were saying and stuff. But what, what, what did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, the, doing it at club level and your actual ability for me is a different thing. So just because Pickford's not doing it necessarily for Everton, I would not ostracise him if I thought he was the best person to do the job that I wanted him to do at England. Uh, Paul just because he's playing with a flat back four in front of him doesn't mean he can play can't play with a three uh, in front of him so yeah. you know what i mean i wouldn't necessarily just say well yeah, you're not doing it at club level and if that is what southgate is saying in, in some press conferences then it's easy to contradict that with his comments of trent alexander arnold isn't in form at the minute he's not doing very well so we're not leave, we're not taking him but i'm going to take trippier who's been off for 12 weeks we're banned 
Yeah, Southgate yeah. does sometimes contradict himself. To be fair, and I'm like, going to take Diary. That was ridiculous. I'm going to take Diary Lewis by his name, and and then we're just going to move. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense to me. But I like the fact that, like I said, I heard Jim White, Simon Jordan, both saying this morning. You know, at the end of the day, he kicks the ball out of the back of the net, but he can't kick it. You know, they're making banter about it. And the end of the if he can. I noticed he was receiving the ball, but if he starts to receive the ball more, you're guaranteed he will learn how to when to. Yeah, you'll naturally, you'll naturally become better. Obviously, if you do yeah. something more, more, more and more, you naturally become better. Apart from me, when I'm playing Call of Duty, and you and you're not telling me that them England coaching staff, which have been fantastic from what I've heard uh, behind the scenes, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet one or two of them, that they aren't thinking that well this is we're not going to sit here and work on you catching a cross mate because we know you can do that they're going to sit there and work on him distribution timings yeah. movements that's what they'll be spending time because they ain't got a lot of time with them mate they won't be fucking about uh saying that well you can catch a ball so let's do some more practices then on that yeah fair enough um I'd, obviously as a former journalist as you rightly pointed out um, i always like to add um a bit of balance which i feel like i did on um on the on the twitter.com uh because we did the 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 quote that i've just showed you all um but then alex james from lanks live actually spoke to gareth southgate and asked him um whether or not um i'm not sure exactly what he asked him i think apologies if i get this wrong alex i don't know alex listens um asked him sort of like if if playing for a certain club uh, would hinder um a player or or if Pope would have to move somewhere um, to get the number one jersey uh, and then alex sent me the link of what he said so i'll just quickly put it on your screen now uh, and then I will um, obviously read it all out to you all. Uh, so the headline is Gareth Southgate backs Nick Pope and Burnley uh, amid England kicking debate and transfer talk. England boss says what we already knew, that Pope's ability and talent mean he can be first choice for Clarets and three Lions. England manager Gareth Southgate has backed Nick Pope to succeed at international level while playing for Burnley amid a debate over his kicking and distribution. Pope made history against Albania on Sunday when he became the first England goalkeeper to keep clean sheets in each of his opening six international matches as we've already said he will again be between the ports of three lines take on Poland blah 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 the 28 year old has excelled for Burnley let's just get into Southgate's comments um, da, 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 da. so when Alex asked him what I've just said he asked him about his future or, or his distribution and things like that uh, Southgate responded it is uh, there on your screen now if you want to read it I could just imagine Dyche being delighted with me commenting on that joked Southgate when asked about support future I would never comment on his teams uh, Nick has proven through his time at Burnley to be one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League and at the height of consistency. The primary job for a goalkeeper is to keep the ball out of the net first and foremost. It is at times a much undervalued trait and he is very good at it. He is competent with the ball at his feet. Um, there are obviously players that are playing in different patterns with their clubs. Obviously, he's referring to Pickford there. Um, but he has caught more than well in the matches that we've had. Uh, Kosovo away was a game where although we had qualified, there was pressure of the crowd and it was a good experience for Nick um, to be in a competitive, competitive qualifying game. So I have been really comfortable with Nick being between the posts for us. I have not had to spare a second thought and I haven't spoken to him about it too much during the week because I'm happy for him to crack on with his job and he has a great temperament of these sorts of games. So basically somebody's lying. It's either Gareth Southgate or it's Rob Dorsett. Well, to go back to the question that you asked me a minute ago when I, all I did was prove that Gareth Southgate can contradict himself, it's probably yeah, Gareth Southgate that's contradicting himself. And do I think that Nick needs to move club to be an England goalkeeper? The point I was trying to make earlier, but I kind of forgot to finish it off, was 
that just because he's not doing it for Burnley doesn't mean he's not good enough to do it for England in terms of playing it out. Um, and second to that, I don't think that you would look at Burnley and a defence and think of it as a negative. I think you would look at Burnley defence yeah, exactly. as a positive. You know what I mean? If you want a goal scorer who's going to do, you know, a rainbow fucking scissors. We're, we're not your team. We are not, not your team. You don't have to look at Burnley Football Club. You're probably going to go to a Brazilian outfit. But that's what I'm saying. If you're thinking of defence, thinking of Burnley, don't think you're going to look at that negatively on, on Gareth Southgate's behalf. Yep, fair enough. Um, something else I want to talk about. I've already oh. mentioned it. Oh. Robbie Brady. Now, oh, yeah. I know it's a bit of a touchy subject, and Kieran Phillips, if he's watching, he's probably already thrown his brew at the telly. Um, Johnny Tate's already laughing his head off, knowing what Kieran Phillips is doing. Um, but he lasted 21 minutes for Ireland um, on Monday, Tuesday, whenever they played. I don't know when it was. Um, and he came off as a substitute. So he came off the pitch, replaced by Troy Parrott. I'll say that again, Troy Parrott. Hey, hey. uh, <laughs> um, Brady was forced off injured after 21 minutes. I mean, it's not looking good for Robbie, is it? It's 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 been a long time since he's had you know a bout of full fitness. And we finally thought that maybe, even though his form hasn't been there, we'll get that in there. His form hasn't been good enough since he's coming back from injury. Um, apart from like the first few again, the first that two or three games, to be fair, when he did come back, it, it were brilliant because obviously we had that banter with Johnny Tate on the watch along. Um, then he had an absolute storm of that game. I think he even got the man of the match. And then he was really good for two or three games after that. But his form sort of like dropped off a cliff since. He might have picked up a knot recently that's then been aggravated in this Ireland game. We, we don't know. Um, but yeah, it's not looking good for him, is it? He obviously had the long layoff with the knee injury. Uh, and since then, it's just been stop, start, stop, start. So um, yeah, not looking good for Brady, I think. Couldn't tell you for the life of me what it is that makes players injury prone. I mean, you know, unless they've got a, a disability that says this is what's going to happen, then I can't understand it. But is it is it not warming up correctly? Is it, you know, something as simple as that? Is it the fact that he's not having enough time to recover from the previous injury? Is it an overcompensation? But if it was the overcompensating, then I imagine that your body would start getting used to that by now because of how long it's been. But... Um, you know, we've seen it with bigger and better players than Brady. We've seen it with Michael Owens and like that have, have gone up there, hit that levels of their peak. I'm not saying we're not comparing them, but their levels of their peak and then subsequently had an injury that's then just kind of dropped, 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 dropped. If Brady wasn't at Burnley, would he be getting in any other Premier League squad, in my opinion? No. Would he be getting in Maybe a top would he be getting in the top end championship? Possibly, but would they pay his wages for the availability of his season, which is probably about 30%? I would say no. We're lucky that we've got Goodmanson, but then we're we're also lucky we've got Brady for the, because the pair of them between them get through one season. So yeah. if if there was individuals in our squad, they would have fallen down the pecking order so far that it Yeah, if, if we actually invested in the squad, Brady wouldn't be anywhere near it, let's be honest. Um, whether it's through injury or through form or a mixture of both, let's be honest. Let's put it. Let's put it where he is now. Poor form, poor injury record. If we invested in that right, right inside of midfield, he won't be anywhere near it. Yeah, I, I feel I feel sorry for the kid because he's like he's obviously got the ability, but it's just not what. Yeah, the talent's obviously it. there. He, he is good enough to be in the Burnley squad. Like I'm not sitting here and saying he is. He's got zero technical ability or he's shit. But since that knee injury, he has looked like he's got zero technical ability. But we do know it's there because we've seen him do it. Kieran Phillips has just turned us off. Um, but we do know it's there because we've seen him do it. He is good enough. But look at his form over the last two years mixed with these injuries. 
since then he hasn't been good enough. So I, I think it's time to get rid of summer for me. See, I, I don't I, just because of personal with, with investment, with investment. Yeah. But we need, we obviously need investment as well. Don't yeah. can't believe I said as well like that. We obviously need investment as well. In an ideal world, we'll bring in someone else and get rid of Brady. Bring in two or three people that can play across the midfield or, or, or on the wings. Because at the minute, we just have Dwight, Brady and, and JBG, like you're saying. JBG and, and Brady are just in and out of the squad through injuries. Yeah. Um, would I get rid of him? Probably not as it stands. Even if we've got one more in, we're still on the bare bones with the two that we've got. So one more doesn't necessarily fix the situation. It just makes the... If we release one, sorry, it doesn't fix the situation. It just replaces the situation um so i don't know if i would get rid of him yet i think that probably not on the top one of the top earners i think he's good enough that if you don't need him for a season but that's my argument is the fact is that we need a player like that right now and we don't have it in him so is, is he good enough to come off a bench play cup games um things like that then absolutely for me but he's that's in our squad and i don't think anyone else will put up with it but maybe I'm being no. personal because I'm a guy who injures himself a lot. I won't want to be thrown out just because I get injured. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, but going back to the point you made um, about not, not knowing why some people do it, I, I, only Robbie Brady will know why. But I think with some players, it's a mental thing. And I think I think with Brady, yeah. it's a mental thing. I think some players will play through certain injuries or certain pain levels. Some players just won't. I think Robbie Brady is one of them that he just, he just won't play through a certain level of pain. Somebody like Steven Gerrard or someone who's played for us, Joey Barton, I think it, they're more likely to play through them levels of pain. Another example is Stephen Defoe. I think he clearly just... Any any slight niggle and head's gone, can't be arsed, I think, with Defoe. Defoe with Worcester Brady, and that's saying something. Um, but obviously, they're not the only people that have been on international duty this week. We have had Dwight McNeil, who is currently, just as we are talking right now, uh, playing his third and, let's be honest, final game in the under-21s European Championships because England have lost the first three games. Um, sorry, lost the first two games. Uh, they have to win this game and hope other results go their way um, to qualify. Um, so, a um, bit of a mixed bag for Dwight, though, because, well, mixed bag. He's been mainly poor, to be fair. I'm not saying he's been poor, but in his first game he started, but he played wing-back out of position. Even though a lot of people have been sort of like advocating for this to be Dwight's new position, I think you've proven now that that's not what Dwight's about. Um, he's got zero defensive sort of like nous at all. He's getting better, but you know, just in terms of positioning, I think he's getting better. You don't really see him making a tackle or anything like that. Um, second game, um, dragged, not dragged, sorry, didn't even start. Um, brought on around the 70th minute mark, 60th minute mark, not sure exactly when. Uh, but again, didn't really have an impact, and if just just the, the team news has just landed now, as as we speak for the uh, England under twenty ones starting lineup, and Dwight McNeil is back in the side. Um, so who knows? He might have a good game tonight in this one. There he is at the bottom, Dwight McNeil. Uh, that's that's an absolute look at Ramsdale. that lineup, by the way. So you've got Ramsdale, Aaron's Kelly, Connor Gallagher, Eddie Enketa, Wilmot, Skip. Tanganga, Skip Jones. Eze, Eze, however you want to pronounce it, and Dwight McNeil. The fact, how have they not won a game, uh, a major championship for like four years? What's their manager called now? It's Ryan Hill. I mean, is it Eddie Boothroyd? Yeah, he's a clown. How can you not win a game? No, he's honestly. Just he's under, he's under pressure, isn't he? Because they're already just saying about the two Nicky people. Ball. Yeah, well, yeah, he needs to go, man. That's scandal. He, he was shit at Preston. Were he at Preston? He was shit there. 
I think remember. he repressed him. They're already on about Nicky Butt taking his role because he's refused to comment on the situation. Yeah, it's it's time it's time he went. I think it's time he went. I don't, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because it's not an England podcast. I like England. We could end up doing an England podcast. Who knows? We should, we should um, do it somewhere. Let us know if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, 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 do, we'll do one for yeah. Euros, 100%. 100%. Hopefully, I'll have a decent camera bar then. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but anyway, Boothroyd, get gone. Look at the two managers we've got at England level. We've got Southgate and Boothroyd. Could be any more yes men if you tried. Ridiculous. Um, but fingers crossed Dwight has a good game today. What, what have you made of Dwight's tournament anyway? Uh, I've seen Dwight in a few under-21s now. I watch it because it's usually on like, some crap channel that I've got on my box. Uh, so I have watched him. legal box, of course. Box. Uh, I have watched him, and I'm going to admit, if I wasn't a Burnley fan, I wouldn't notice it with there, mate. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a system. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, but he's playing in a team that arguably... Could be a first team, uh, most of them could be first team, like knocking on the bench. You know what I mean? These some of them are really good. Callum Hudson Adoye, um, Eze, he's absolutely ripping it apart. It's class, it's ridiculous. Um, th there's there's five or six in that squad that you could argue, and Dwight, one of them, Dwight, is, you know, Burnley fans will say, Oh, he should be pushing on for first team, and and it's a good argument. He's playing Premier League football, he's doing bits for Burnley, but he doesn't look like he enjoys it when he plays for 21s. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't know. Uh, it's got to be the system or just that team. Just imagine any inspiration that you had built up while any excitement levels that you had built up while getting up playing, saying bye to your mum and dad and your missus, like, I'm off I'm off to Portugal or wherever it is. I'm going to play for England. It can't wait. And you get there and Eddie Booth rides at the other side of playing going, hi, Dwight. You just zap out of you straight away. I reckon it's just all to do with, not necessarily Eddie, but Eddie, the, the system... The style of play no, that they yeah. wanted to do. I, 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 I'm, I'm going in a bit on Eddie Booth, right? He's going to get sacked, let's be honest. They'll lose today, probably, and he'll get sacked. But, um, yeah, I think I think everything around that on a 21 side just isn't really working at the minute. And you look at Easy as well. Like, he's not really done much. Again, I'm not, I've, I'll be honest, I've not really been watching it. Eze, sorry. Uh, well, he's I'm not really done much. That. In defence of Dwight, you know, making it sound like a thing, but none of them are doing anything. They're, they're yeah, you're not noticing any of them are there. Mate, honestly, they're overplaying it. Every single one of them. It's like they get to the edge of the box, have a perfectly good chance to cross it, and they'll come back, start again. It's literally, it's just overplaying football. They all know how to do it, but none of them have a finishing thing. I remember watching Ryan Brewster when he was in it, um, and that was only a few months ago when I watched him and Dwight played in that one. Dwight did five or six deliveries, and you're just thinking it just needs him to do it. But it weren't, it weren't like he were missing him. The ball, it was getting contact with the ball and flying over bar or something. It was just like so frustrating to watch. He, he were poor. Uh, well, that's I, I think we've done well. Uh, apologies if you can hear a door slamming downstairs. I, I, I think we've done well. We've got what 35 minutes out of that. Uh, we've got 35 minutes out of literally not really talking about Burnley, talking about England and players who, who play for Burnley, uh, playing for England. One thing we did forget go on, Johan Berg Gummanson played for Arsenal. <laughs> He did. Did he do well? Did he do well? I didn't. I didn't. It, I didn't. I didn't right. watch that Armenia at home against Arsenal wasn't on my watch list, no. but uh, especially when Dwight uh, Johan didn't even play the first game. So anyway, I, I've had a look now. He played seventy-seven minutes and he come off. Now I'm hoping that's just a tactical change. Seventy-seven minutes. I'm guessing so, but I'm sure we'd have heard if it were an injury. Never know. You never know. You never know, William. Uh, Bailey, seeing as you've done some research, has, has Bailey played? Was Bailey playing tonight? Have I thrown you under 
Even you've not done that research. Absolutely, throw me under a bus. Isn't it? <laughs> He's gonna, you're like, well, you know, I've just checked now, so I thought you'd check tomorrow. Well, I usually do, but you mentioned him earlier, so I thought, I'm, oh, he played against USA in a friendly, didn't he? I remember now. USA, USA. Uh, he didn't even start. Oh, what? Who started? Um, Hazard. Any relation? Um, I don't know. He was on the bench, though. 12, yeah, Bailey got thrown. Uh, he was on the bench. Hazard. Yeah, I think they're playing tonight, aren't they? I think they're playing tonight. They're the playing tonight. I, I did a graphic for it this week at work. So they're playing tonight, playing tomorrow. Or the best I can give you on that, um, on that particular game. It was a friendly, so let's be fair. You know, give other people a chance. They are playing tonight against Bulgaria. But the best thing I can give you is Carl Lafferty started. Oh, I remember we, we talked about Carl Lafferty last time, didn't we? And I was like, <laughs> fucking hell, how old is he now? Yeah, no, he so, played, yeah, that obviously, uh, yeah, he must have put a mixed squad out then. He's playing against Bulgaria tonight, who are uh, the other side to have not won a game yet. Uh, in their group, they've got Italy, Switzerland, Lithuania, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria. Bulgaria have lost two. Uh, Northern Ireland have only played one so far, but they lost. Fair enough. So they need to win that one to uh, to keep up with Switzerland and Italy, who won both of their two games. Fair enough. Well, the um, England under twenty one game kicks off at. I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling people that. I'm going to say it kicks off at five. If you want to watch it, I'm going to say after the stream. We're not live. We're not live. Um, so never mind. Um, but I will tell you what, I do. I do want to move on now um, because uh, you know I just balls up Riley. So let's move on. Um, obviously, we've got the Southampton game coming up, and this yes. week my question on the Pitch Sport app was. Do you think we could beat Southampton? I asked you last week, so I mean, you've already kind of discussed this. You said, I am not as confident as you, but yes, yeah. we are very capable of getting a result. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so if you do want to respond to our fan time questions, as I've already said, please download the Pitch Sport app. It, it, it is at the bottom of your screen now. You can see it. Simon's very kindly going to start modelling it now. There we go. He's modelling it. Beautiful, beautiful. Calvin Klein. Come on. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, please download it on the App Store and the Google Play Store. It's available in both England and Ireland. Um, but yeah, obviously, like I said, I put that question out there. There's my face sat here. I'm actually branded up there. I've got my Burnley shirt on. Um, sat here with someone wiping the nose behind me at that point where I posed it. Um, that's the Ireland manager. Well, you asked that question. I've got a doorbell going off. You go. Right, okay. You mute that doorbell. I'll I'll talk to listeners and, and, and do this unless unless one of the lads can go. No, they can't go. Um but big shout out to Chris P. Uh, he got in touch and answered it on the pitch spot app. Uh, and by the way, if you do want to get your question uh, get your answers in, um I we read them out every single podcast. So it's sort of like a little bit of an incentive to sort of like have your answer read out on the podcast and then we'll usually discuss them. Obviously, Simon's not here at this point, so we won't be discussing it. Uh, Chris P says I think if we can continue uh, with our performances from uh, from being the break, I see why not. Obviously, before the break, I think he means. Uh, for me, it's all about stopping Danny Ings from causing problems. I'm not giving away silly fouls outside our box. I think we can win by a goal, maybe 1-0 or a 2-1. I totally agree. I think we can get a win. Um, and Ings, I'm not sure where he's at with his injury at the minute. He's been injured. I'm not sure if he'll be back for that game. I've seen pictures of him training. Um, so even if he is back, hopefully he's not. You know, sharp and he's a little bit rusty or whatever, because um, obviously we sort the turf, um, sort of like the damage that he can do to us uh, when he wants to. Um, and another answer we've had from Neil Layfield. Shout out to Neil Layfield, a regular, regular uh, listener, regular viewer. 
and a regular fan time answerer, uh, as you can see at the bottom of the screen there. He says, uh, yeah, we were in good form before the international break and fired up after the Everton performance. And as long as Daesh uh, doesn't do a presser saying we have nine injured, then we should be fine. Well, we have one injured, obviously, um, in terms of Robbie Brady, as we've already mentioned. But I agree with you two. I think we can win. Um, if we play like we did against Everton, and I put the tweet out not long after we beat Everton, because, of course, we've had three weeks off uh, rather than two weeks off like everyone else. Um, so we've had two weeks without games, should I say, uh, whereas everyone else has only had one week without a game. Simon's back. Good to see you, mate. Um, and every Southampton played against Brighton either the day after the Everton game or the week after the Everton game. I can't remember. And they were dreadful, Southampton, in that game. They were utterly, utterly yeah. dreadful. So if we if we can catch Southampton on, on a day like that and we can play on a day like we did against Everton, we will... Wipe the floor with them. I am that confident. But we all know it's not as simple as that. We will not play like we did against Everton because that's the best performance we've had all season. And Southampton will have had a rocket up their arses and a nice little break as well for those who aren't on international duty. Um, so we won't play like that. But uh, what are your thoughts ahead of this game then, Simon? Uh, I'm nervous because, like I said, you just said it there, they're in a shit form. They're playing crap. But we know that they can play well and it's times like this that I get more nervous because I think on our day we can beat anybody but there's a different fight in a wounded animal and this they're definitely a wounded animal at the minute it's uh yeah it's just worrying about we know what they can do it depends if people like Ingsy are playing as well it depends if uh it depends on a lot of factors with them but the, at the minute our form versus their form we should be we should be winning so I'm confident that we should but I'm not as confident as I normally am yeah, uh, I know what you mean, though. We have fallen victim to the wounded animal plenty of times as Claret, so fingers crossed. Like, it, it is, Ings coming back or, or not is obviously a big factor. Um, he has been injured. Fingers crossed he's still injured. Um, I'm trying to talk louder. Over the ice cream van that's decided, <laughs> decided to turn up outside my house. You think it gets a bit warm, right? So you think, I'll crack, I'll crack window open. It won't matter. You know, I live on like a quiet-ish estate now. Uh, there's not going to be any, any kids running around, or even if they are, they're only young kids, so they're not going to be shouting and screaming. Then an ice cream van turns up. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think we can win. I've said that now, and I'm normally the one that's a little bit like, oh, I don't know. But I don't know. There's just something about this game, and there's been a few games over the last few seasons where I've looked at it and gone, yeah, we'll win that game. And every single time we've won. Um, it was Brighton, not last season, the season before, because I remember we were like... I think we were like 11-2 to two to beat Brighton down at the Amex and Brighton were odds on. And I was like, that's scandalous. Brighton are well out of form. And I think I put like 20 quid on us and then had a decent return. Um, what were it last season? There were a game last season. I can't remember, but we won it again. So fingers crossed I can keep that 100% record up. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to the Clarets. Um, Simon, what's your score prediction? Two, uh, two away, maybe. Uh, yeah, go on, two one we'll go for. Two one is going for a two. Yeah. I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go for a Desmond then. No, I'll go for two one away. I, I, I feel like again we've got the ability, the forms on our yeah. side, so let's go for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, apologies, we're not going to reach an hour this week. There's not that much we've done. The season tickets, we've done the Clarets on international duty. We've briefly looked at the Southampton game. Obviously, as you know, now regular listeners to the podcast, we don't go too much into detail because I'd always try and get a, a member of the opposition, a fan of the opposition on. Um, so fingers crossed we can get a Southampton fan um, Saturday, probably Saturday live, um, and it will do that on Facebook and YouTube. So um going to start wrapping up here then, unless there's anything you want to add, Simon? 
No, good. I'm going to crack on trying to renew my season ticket. Fair enough. I'm going to go and watch the England under-21s get beat and crash out of the European Championships. So hopefully Dwight can put in a good performance. But we will watch along. Sunday, are you free? I don't know the answer to that. I feel like there is something on. What day? What day? What's Sunday? Sunday. Sunday uh, at twelve. It's Easter Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. Maybe that's what's on my mind. Let me come come back to you on it. But there's something on my mind, so it might just be that it's Easter Sunday. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Um, I'm off all weekend, but I'm working Good Friday and Easter Monday, so that's time and off. And I, and I get the two days off as well. If That's anyone good. from Willie is watching this, I'm not just doing it for the time and half. I'm doing it because I'm dedicated and quite and I want to work there. Um, but yeah, buzzing with that. Um, so I'll be there. Johnny Tate, I've not asked him. I'll, I'll give you some good news now, Simon. Something that might make you want to actually be oh, on the no. watch along. Go on. Kieran Phillips, Kieran Phillips is out. He can't yeah. do it. You know what? I think I am available Sunday. I think it was a <laughs> thing. I think it's Louis as a football match that I'm getting. There's something in my mind anyway. Oh, yeah, he did say football back this week, weren't didn't you? To be fair, yeah, um, but what sort of Fulish Colts manager, if he still plays Fulish Colts, um, as organized? No, no, it's not Fulish Colts. I will stop slandering Fulish Colts right now. There we go. But what sort of manager organized the game? What sort of league organized the game when Burnley playing? You know, it used to wind me up when I was playing football. The amount of times I'd have to play a game when Burnley were away or something, they cancel it if we were at home. Obviously, it's different now because you can't get on the games anyway. Um, but they cancel it when we're at home. But when we're away, they'd have to. Sometimes they'd be like, "No, no, we're having a game, so I'd, I'd miss it. I'd be fuming." Um, so it's not a new thing. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have a watch along. Simon might not be on it. He might be. Johnny Tate might be on it. He might not be. Kieran Phillips will not be on it. Jared Warren, he might be on it. He might not be. I will be on it. I'm the only 100% person here. I am dedicated to this cause, everybody. Simon looks like he's thinking. Uh, and if you are watching this on Facebook, thank you very much for watching it. We are, of course, now available for Facebook stars again. And so please feel free to send some our way to show your support. But that's it for this week's podcast. Simon's going to... No, no, he's just it again. That's it for this week's podcast. Um, we will try and do a pre-game show on Saturday. If I can get a Southampton fan to come on the pre-game show, uh, probably do it live on YouTube and Facebook. Um, again, watch out for our feeds uh, on social media to find out um, when and where it will be. We will have a watch along and we will have a, um, a podcast again next week. So there's loads of stuff coming up for you. If you want to get involved, you can. If you want to watch and listen, you can. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. 
And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide.